and welcome back to Help Me Rhonda podcast with Rhonda Hale. I'm your host, Rhonda Hale. I am glad to have you here. I don't know if you are listening to the podcast on the subway or on your way to work, your way home from work or in your car or traffic or whatever is happening, but I'm really glad that you're listening and tuning in and I really hope you've been enjoying um, the episodes. I certainly have been enjoying providing the content for you. So uh, first I have new ears. Thank you, Alexandra, for my beautiful ears. They are glittery gold, and I love them. They're super cute. They're kind of like bear-shaped. If you are on YouTube, you can see them. Um, So here's the thing. I know this is a podcast, and it is audio, but you actually can tune in and watch the same podcast because I film them as well. Uh, So I have a podcast channel on YouTube, which is Help Me Rhonda, R-O-N-D-A, Help Me Rhonda Podcast. And today, if you are watching me on YouTube, you will notice that my hair looks amazing. It's super soft and just touchable and lovely and smooth. And, um... It's exceptionally lovely because it's freshly done. And I've decided when I first started this podcast, I made a promise to myself that I would be completely honest and (sighs) let you know what a nutcase I am. If I do something that is a little bit cuckoo, I'm going to tell you and just kind of be honest about myself because I feel like being honest is is really the lazy and easy way out. I have less things to remember when I tell the truth and I'm honest and I don't feel like I, I just hiding things can be nerve wracking. So uh, this is what I did today. I came to work. I work in a very, very beautiful historical building in West Hollywood and it's on West Sunset Boulevard near La Cienega which is very, very, very trendy, like super trendy and hot, hot, hot. The building that I'm in is above the restaurant Katana and Ryan Seacrest and Tori Spelling own that restaurant. That's one of the restaurants that they own. It is amazing. It tastes so good. Their food is incredible. And I, I have a feeling I could be wrong, but I really think that they probably own this building as well. I'm not sure, but I kind of think they do. Anyway, um, I'm above the restaurant. I came to work today, no makeup, looked like death warmed over, but like whatever. I'm here during the day. I don't see anybody. I'm in here sewing, working on dresses. It's fine. And then I was like, holy fuck, I, I need to record a podcast or like three or something because I realized that they had snuck up on me and I didn't have anything for this coming up Wednesday. Today's Friday. I'm like, well, holy shit, I need to get it, get one out there. And I looked in, I'm like, I always carry my, my makeups here. I have everything I need, like behind there on the rack. I usually have extra clothes and stuff if I want to change. Like right when, right now what I'm wearing is what I usually wear when I'm in my office. I'm just in yoga pants boop, and um, a cami. That's what I wear like every day. And 
I can always put my makeup on when I'm here, but then I looked in the mirror when I was getting ready to start putting my makeup on and my hair looked like fucking shit. It was so greasy and so disgusting. And it was probably like five o'clock, 4.30, five o'clock. And I thought, shit, like time's a, daylight's burning, time's a wasting. I, I need to do something about this greasy hair. And it was like in such a way that even if I used dry shampoo and sprayed it in, which I do have a can of that up there, it would just be gunky and like and heavy. And that's how much I love you guys is I want to make sure that I look good and I feel good before I provide your content. So I walked my ass to the bathroom and it's the bathroom down the hall is just for women. It's one stall, one room, private bathroom that I think there's three or four ladies on my particular floor. I'm on the third floor and there's like probably only, that's it. Maybe I think max four of us are up here. So it's not really very often that you go to the bathroom and someone's there. It's, it's usually available all the time because there's just not very many of us that need to use the restroom. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to be really quick, 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 chop, 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 and I'm going to wash my hair. So I went in the bathroom and I stuck my head in the bathroom sink and the sprayer is like this wimpy, like it is the wimpiest sprayer of, of water coming out of the faucet. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just like do the crown area and the front part of my face. Uh, not face, but front part of my hair and I will wet it and just shampoo it. So I was like washing my hair in the sink and I had got through, I was like, yeah, I'm doing good. I got all the soap out, which felt like it took forever, but I got all the soap out and I was rinsing it and I'm like, okay, awesome. So I reach over to the, and I realized I forgot to bring my towel with me. I have a towel in here. I forgot to bring a towel with me. So I'm like pulling out the paper napkins as many as I can get. I'm like, wringing my hair with this paper napkin ring them up take these sopping wet paper towels throw them in the trash can reach over and I'm like ah and just keep pulling out more paper towels and I'm like like drying my hair off with paper towels so ghetto oh my god and uh I I'm like in the process of like the water's drooping all over my face and someone grabs the doorknob to like jerk open the door because you can't tell when someone's in the restroom the only way you can tell if somebody's using restroom is if you try to open the door and it's locked and so it, it's very um startling when somebody does that if you're on the inside you're like <gasps> and if you're on the outside trying to open the door and someone's in there you're like humiliated you're like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry you know it makes you feel bad because somebody's like in the bathroom and you know you scared the shit out of them literally and so <laughs> I'm like squeezing my hair out with paper towels and this girl tries to open the bathroom door and I'm like, hey, I'll be just a minute. And I'm like, holy shit, somebody's going to see me. So I got more paper towels and I'm like wringing it, wringing it, wringing it as much as I can. And I, I kind of look, I look so dumb. I look like a two-year-old who got caught playing in the dog's water dish. That's what I looked like. And <laughs> um, I open the door and there is this girl there's a couple girls here who I think that they're I think that they're Instagram influencers because they just are they're perfect all the time they just look amazing they're t incredibly beautiful they look like they're walking around with a filter in real life that's what they look like 
I saw her and I kind of instantly forgot that my hair was dripping all over my shoulders and I looked like a drowned rat. I looked at her and I was like, oh my God, you look so beautiful today. I probably look like a complete nutcase. And she kind of looked at me, she goes, oh, oh, thank you. And I think I might have distracted her by saying that because she wasn't expecting an, like a compliment like that. <laughs> so walked down the hall and my hair is dripping all over my back. I come in here. <laughs> I have a blow dryer in here. I have makeup. I have everything I fucking need. Um, and do this. So hopefully Ryan Seacrest and or Tori Spelling uh, doesn't ever hear this because they probably own this building. I kind of think they do. And um, yeah, I'll lie about it. I'll say I made it up or something, but that is actually what happened. I washed my hair in the sink in the bathroom today. And I think it just looks really pretty and shiny. Don't you just, I, I think it was the Bath and Body Works hand soap that I used that made it. So I'm like autumn fresh too, because it's the flavor, uh, the scent of the soap that I, that I put in the bathroom, because I put fancy soap in there for my brides, is pumpkin cupcake. I think that's the name of it. So I actually smell like a pumpkin cupcake. Yeah. And I know that that is not for your hair, but I wasn't about to do a podcast with greasy, disgusting hair. So that happened. I did do that. And that's my honest moment. I'm just telling you right now. Just so that you feel better about yourself, you know what kind of whack shit I do. And you know that you're amazing because um, you don't do things like that. Um, so today... I have decided to revisit the Boy Toy Files, and I'm going to talk to you about an experience that I had with not a boy toy. I took a, like, during the six, seven years when I was running my boy toy rotation, occasionally I'd take, like, a two-month hiatus, and I have a friend that I met and she's just one of the dearest people in my life. I love her to death, Lori Colette Gallagher. She is an amazing, amazing human being. She has beautiful energy, a beautiful soul, a beautiful heart, and she's fucking beautiful on the outside too. She's incredible. She is such an encouragement. She is like, oh my God. She's super smart. But anyway, she's gone back to school and changed her career. And now she is a yoga instructor. She is a life coach. She has a degree, like a master's degree in psychology or something. But um, she's a life coach. She's a, um, a yoga instructor. She also does paddleboard yoga. And I know she doesn't like brag about it, but she is a ninja. No, I mean for real. She's a ninja. She does Muay Thai, Muay Thai, I think, and she has done it for so many years that like she could, and she she has, and she felt really bad about it, but she was in class one time, Muay Thai class, and her, I don't know if it's an instructor or what they call them, um, but he was telling her she would, she would be able to, they don't, when they're, when they're pairing people up for sparring or whatever, they don't care if it's a man and a woman or two men or two women or whatever. They just pair people up. And Lori is like, I think she's 5'10 on her bare feet. And she's very strong, very um, just, she's not a wimpy little 
girl. She is like an Amazon. She's strong. She's curvy. She's like an hourglass. She's one of those women that if you see her walking, like she could probably cause car accidents basically because every guy's going to be staring at her because she's so beautiful and so womanly and her figure is just beautiful. So she is very strong and healthy and athletic and she gives, she will like before anybody taps out, um, she'll have mercy on them and stop because they'll, they'll pass out. And a lot of times guys are so fucking arrogant that they will not tap out when they need to and they could pass out. So her coach or whoever it was said, no, you can't do that. That's not what this is about. It's, it's, you have to complete basically your mission of dominating them and submitting them. And so she's like, okay. But she's like, I just want to hurt them. She's so precious. And I remember one time she was saying that she was in class and she actually with, I think it was her thighs. She was like, she was on top of him and she was choking him with her thighs. And he did pass out because the motherfucker wouldn't tap out. He wouldn't tap out. And I don't know if he, if, and, and honestly, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't actually um, think about this till just now when I'm saying this, it might have not have been that he was too arrogant or macho to tap out. It might've been that he had a super hot blonde chick um, whose legs were wrapped around him and his crotch was like at the side of his head and he might have been in heaven. Maybe that's why he didn't tap out because it was a great thing for him. Possibly. I don't know. Might have been it. Anyway, Lori, um, at the time that I'm going to tell the story that this happened, <clears throat> she was single at the time. She's not single now. She's very, 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 very happy in a loving, committed relationship with her sweetheart. And at the time we were both single, I was rocking my boy toy uh, rotation. I didn't talk a lot about it, but I think she knew that I dated several like considerably younger guys. And, um, she was always dating people her age and she did a lot of online dating and, you know, meeting people that way. And I decided I was going to take a little break. I do it like every year. I'd take a two month break or usually six weeks, two months, something like that. And I said, oh, I'm gonna take a break, you know, to myself. And so she's like, hey, um, she got a, a couple of tickets or free passes or something to an event through a meetup group. And it was for a club downtown. And it gave us two drink tickets each. And it gave us free, like no cover charge to this nice club downtown. I'm like, yeah, I'm down, let's do this. So we went and we're looking all cute and we get our drinks and the bartender's like, keep your tickets, don't, you don't have to give me your ticket, just keep your ticket. And so we just basically kept getting free drinks all night and I'm scanning the crowd. She's scanning the crowd and she sees a guy that she thinks cute and, and she's like, oh, he's cute. And I'm like, okay, well you should go talk to him. And I, I scan the crowd, she's tall, like I said, and I am, not nearly as tall as she is, but she never wears heels. She always wears usually flip-flops or flats of some sort. She just doesn't like heels at all. And I love my heels. So I am, when we go out, I am always, if I'm in my heels and she's in flats, I'm taller than her because I'll wear like four inch heels at least, four inches or five inches. And so I was about six foot 
that night and she knows that I like tall guys too. I saw this guy who had to be, he had to be um, six foot seven. And, and then later I found out he, he was six foot seven, but um, he was handsome, great bone structure and um, good looking guy. And I thought, okay, well, um, I'm going to go check this guy out. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to go check that guy out. So we kind of went in our opposite directions and I went to go say hello to him. And he was very shy. He was really, really shy. And I was introducing myself. He said his name. He said that he, I said, well, are you from here? Or are you, you live here in San Diego? He's like, no, I just, I, I'm new here. I just moved here. I moved here two weeks ago from Michigan. And I was like, yeah, you know, Midwestern or East Coast guys are going to be someone I am very attracted to because of their old school behavior, like kind of how they are. It's just, it's nice. It's more appealing to me. So, uh, I started talking to him and he seemed like a nice guy. And I thought to myself, well, I am on a hiatus here. I'm taking a little breaky break from the little boy toys. So I could consider dating a guy who's my age. I could do that. And after I got to talking with him, you know, my initial, um, habit of when I am talking to a guy, just took a drink of my margarita. Um, my habit is if they don't kiss well, uh, I'm not going to continue talking to them. I'm just not, I don't have any interest in a guy who I don't feel compatible with kissing. So I already was like three drinks down pretty like loose and comfortable. I'm in a club and it's, you know, mingle. I'm single and I'm here to mingle. And so I went in there and I just kind of flirted with him and ended up um, uh, making out with him. And he was a really good kisser. And so I, um, I thought, wow, you know, he is a really good kisser. He's from the Midwest. I like, who knows? I mean, I'm not trying to look for a relationship, but you never know. He might actually be someone who breaks my pattern. You never know. So I'm like, whatever. Uh, we get through the night. We're talking. Find out that he is a special ed teacher. He came here from Michigan. He said he was divorced two years ago, was married for like five years or something. I don't know. And uh, just needed to turn a new page in his life. And why not? San Diego. It's so beautiful. So uh, he the night was going on. I had been talking to him for like an hour and a half. And I was telling him that I was probably going to be leaving soon. I could see Lori waving at me and I could tell the night was coming to a close. And so I, he wasn't asking me for my number yet. And we made out and he seemed like he liked me. So I just said, Hey, I think you should ask me for my number. And because he wasn't asking for my number. And so I said that and he so he said, oh, yes, yes, definitely. I want your number. Definitely. Please, please. I would love to have your number. So he pulls out his phone and he puts my phone number in and calls it to make sure that's correct. And I'm like, okay, great. It was super nice to meet you and have a great rest of your evening and have a great week. So I left. The very next day, he texted me like by 10 o'clock or something the next day. And I really like that because I hate it when guys, if they do like you, wait three days or wait two days or, you know, play stupid games like that. Like if you like me, 
message me, text me, call me, something. And <clears throat> he did. And he actually asked me out for dinner um, a week later to take me to dinner. And I said, yeah, I, I would love to go to dinner with you. So in a week, we I met him at a restaurant downtown. And we went to a really, really nice dinner. He sprung for a nice, really nice dinner. And he was so polite and so nice. He was very engaging. He was intelligent. He was funny. He was just a really nice guy. But then I thought, okay. And then I remembered, I was thinking, gosh, he actually would be like boyfriend material, you know? So maybe he could be somebody who would turn into someone that I could possibly consider for a relationship. You never know. You know, I was keeping my my uh, my mind open to it. And after dinner was over, uh, he we walked out to my car and we made out again. And I said, well, let's let's sit inside the car and because I wanted to make out with him. And then I thought at, when we were making out, I thought I remembered something that a friend had told me once years ago. She's like, well, she had just got engaged and she was a horn dog just like me. And she's, she was like, <laughs> you know, anytime she could have sex, she just was down for it. And she said, you know, when you want to find a guy who you want to be in a relationship and you, and you think they're a really good guy, you need to wait, you need to wait. You need to wait like four or five weeks before you have sex with them or before you even let them like take any bases or anything. Just kind of just tell them, I want to wait. I want to be conservative and just be that way. And then they're going to consider you more seriously. So I thought to myself, well, you know what? I'm going to just try a different thing. So I took her advice and I was kind of surprised because he didn't even reach for the boobs. Like he didn't even reach for boobs or butt or anything. And... He, we made out for a while. Um, we'll see you later. So he left. He asked me out again. That whole month, uh, over the next five weeks, we actually went out once a week. And he would text me, not every day, but he would text me every other day and say, I hope you had a great day. And, um, and then he'd ask me out. You know, I knew I was going to see him in a few, few days. And he'd say, I'm really looking forward to seeing you here. Hope you had a great day. You know, he didn't do anything gross, no dick pics, nothing like that. And he was just polite and nice. Well, after the fifth date, I was like, okay, it's time now. I need to have sex with this man. I need to know what's going on there. Make sure we have chemistry. The kissing's good. I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Um, I've really paced myself. I've, I've just played it so conservative so good girl so it was like a Saturday or a Sunday I don't remember and I I gave him a call and I asked him what he was doing he said he was just watching TV and I said hey well I'm in your area I was wondering if I could stop by and just say hi and maybe hang out for a little bit because I'm thinking hello you've never invited me to your house how are we gonna have sex and so I went to his house and he let me in to his apartment. It was super clean, super neat. And by the way, anytime I ever go to someone's house or even when I go on a date, I always text my 
friends and I tell them, I, I actually take license plate pictures, I send them addresses, I do all that stuff. So I'm very, very safe. People always know where I'm at, who I'm with, all that shit. Like the first night I took a picture of his license plate. You don't know who people are. You don't know if there's freaky people out there. And so I actually gave all, I text all that stuff to Lori and like, okay, I'm going to go to his house. This is where I'm going. This is his address. This is his license plate number. Here's the description of his car and all of that. So she had it. She's like, okay, have fun. I hope you get laid. I'm like, yeah, that's the intent. That's what I'm going there for. So I wore an outfit that was major easy access and it was a tube top, which I fucking love tube tops and a knit maxi skirt. So it was super comfortable, very sexy, and easy access. I get to his house, I walk in, he asked me if I wanted a drink, I said yeah, he made me a drink. We sat down on the couch and he was very awkward. And I, you know, just like, I'm like, he's not even making moves or anything, right? So I kind of took control and started making out with him. and. We made out for like 20 minutes. And for me, um, if I'm at your, like at this point, after this many weeks, I'm there to have sex, man. I'm not there to make out with you like a fucking high schooler. I'm there to have sex with you. And I told him, I said, well, let's go to your bedroom. Why don't you show me your bedroom? That's what I said. I said, why don't you show me your bedroom? And he said, Oh yeah, and so he takes my hand and he leads the way to his bedroom. And his bed's a little bit higher than average, so he picks me up and and puts me on the bed and that felt really romantic because I'm not a tiny little twig, right? So he picks me up, puts me on there and I'm like, oh. And I lay down, we make out more and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so over making out. I just, seriously just want to have sex. That's all I'm thinking about right now. I don't need to make out anymore, man. Like foreplay, it's very overrated with me. Not everybody is the same, but for me, I don't need a lot of foreplay. I'm probably there before you are. He finally pulls my top down, finally gives the girls some attention, and I am thinking, okay, we're getting somewhere, and he He's doing nothing. He isn't pulling my skirt up. He isn't reaching for things. He's not doing anything. Then finally, finally, he starts going down on me. And I'm not a huge fan of somebody. I just, I mean, it's okay once in a while, but I don't know. I, I think it's, it's, it's great, but I prefer, I just prefer sex. And so it, at, at a certain point, like, for me waiting five weeks to have sex with him, I don't need him going down on me. I'm pretty much ready for action. And I pull him up and I say, no, I'm don't, not, not anymore, not anymore. I just really just wanted to have sex. And he acted really strange. And so I, I was trying to figure out why is he delaying? Why is he hesitating? This is not normal behavior. Most guys would have, you know, they'd have their tool out immediately, right? This man reaches down and finally unbuckles his pants, pulls his jeans off, takes his underwear off. And I hadn't felt him up. I hadn't, and I had broke my rule. Okay. I normally in the past, by the 
first or second date, I would have gone down there and I would have had my hand there and I would have made sure that his junk fit my standards, okay? I was breaking my rules and I was following somebody else's advice, which I will never do again. And I looked and I couldn't see anything. I, I couldn't see anything. I, all I saw was bush. Couldn't see nothing. Big 70s bush. And I, uh, I, I, oh my God. Then, then he fucking touched my head, like to coax me down. Uh, newsflash, don't ever fucking touch my head. If I want to go down, you'll know it. If I don't, don't touch my head. Sorry, that doesn't work for me. And uh, yeah, don't do that. So I like push his hand off my head and I am curious why I don't see anything. And I kind of like leaned up on one elbow and I looked to see what was there. I'm not gonna go down on a guy I don't know. First of all, I'm just not gonna do that. I don't know you and you're not, you don't have protection on you. No, I'm not doing that. So I looked at it, dude, looked like a fucking golf ball. It looked like a ping pong ball. That's all it was. This man is six foot seven. He did not have a penis. He had a head. That is it. It looked like a ping pong ball. I am not kidding you. Like a golf ball on the turf. That's what he had. I'm sorry, but if you're going to fucking date a woman, take her out to nice dinners for five weeks and make out with her and, and lead up to this moment, you don't reveal something like that in a situation like that. Let me help you out here, okay? What you need to do is you need to have a talk with the person who you are becoming involved with, who you are dating, okay? And you need to tell them, so there's something about my body that I'm highly sensitive about. And it is a little bit abnormal. I am healthy, but blah, 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 blah. I have a third nipple, or I've got a boob under my armpit, or I have a micro penis. I didn't even know what a fucking micro penis was. I told my friend Julie about this and she's like, Rhonda, she was like being all judgmental. Rhonda, he, that's a condition. She's like, she's in the medical field, so she's really super smart and she's very sensitive and God bless her. Like I said, I always choose friends who are super amazing and super smart and wonderful and better than me so that they can meet me a better person. <laughs> and Julia's like, that's, that's a real condition, Rhonda. He was probably very, uh, very self-conscious about it. I go, I don't fucking care if he was self-conscious about it. I don't care if it's a condition. You can't spring that on someone when they're dripping and ready for sex. You need to talk to them beforehand and not hold out for fucking five weeks and tell them what's going on with your body. If you have a penis the size of my pinky when it's erect, I think you should share that with me. Not when you've got this girl all worked up and you pull out a, a Ken doll penis. Um, or, you know, a golf ball penis. I'm sorry. I have no compassion on that.
Because let me tell you right now, boyfriends, if you got something that is abnormal, there are millions, no, there are billions of women out there who are amazing. They will still love you. They will still choose to have a life with you. They will probably still be turned on by you. I'm not one of them, but there are women who are better than me, billions of them who will, okay? But what you have to do, here's a little PSA, you need to talk to them about it before you get to the whole stage where she's dripping wet, ready to get, ready to get fucked. You need to tell her about it, okay? So here's my helpful advice is communicate. I also kind of have a question to men. If you're listening to this and Say you have uh, been dating this girl for a while. You're attracted to her. She's beautiful or there's something about her that you really, really love. And you want to get to know her better. You're sexually attracted to her. You get to the point where you're in bed and you go down on her and you see that, yes, she has a vagina, but her clitoris is so big it looks like a penis. And she didn't say anything about it. Does that freak you out? Like that other guy's golf ball dick? freaked me out would you be freaked out by that I mean wouldn't don't you think that that's something maybe 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 she should have shared with you because I feel like that is I feel like that's something you should talk about um I, I feel like that's a topic that should come up before you're actually in bed ready to hit it and then it made me remember conversations during the five weeks that we had gone on dates he said, I asked him about his relationship history, uh, which is normal, you know. I said, uh, why did you guys, why did you get a divorce? And all you can do is hope that people will be honest and tell the truth. And he said that the reason they got a divorce was because she really, really, really wanted to get pregnant and she just couldn't get pregnant. Does everybody out there who's listening to me right now understand why the woman didn't fucking get pregnant because when he blew his wad it probably only went an inch and a half up her vagina yeah it's not gonna make it to uh pass the cervix sorry she's not gonna get pregnant your swimmers aren't gonna make it because they've got no trajectory that's what's going on buddy it has nothing to do with her so whether or not he was telling the truth, I do not know. But what I know is that that would have been a great opportunity for him to share with me that he had something going on or take me aside and say, listen, Rhonda, I find you very attractive. I think that I'm very compatible with you and you're so beautiful and blah, blah, blah. But there's something about my body that I am very, very sensitive about. And it's something that... Um, I'm a little intimidated about and I just want you to know that, you know, whatever. And just say what it is. You guys, come on, man. Don't do that because there's a lot of women out there. Like I said, I'm not one of them. But there are a lot of women out there who are still going to want to date you. They will probably marry you. They will probably go get artificially inseminated if you can't shoot anything up there and get them pregnant. And they'll have babies and you'll have a family. And you'll carry on your family name. Hopefully not your genetics, but 
please. Oh my God. So that is my podcast episode from the Boy Toy Files where I didn't follow my gut. I didn't follow my gut because if I follow my gut, I know that average, I think an average penis is, I think five and a half or six inches long. My average exposure that over the years that I've had, my average is anywhere from eight to 10 inches. I know it's above average. I know that's I tell other women that, like my friends are like, oh my God, I don't think I've ever seen an eight inch penis. But you know what? It's because I was a good woman and I put up with horrible sex for 17 years and I was faithful in a marriage where he was a shithead and cheated all the time. And that's probably why I have really good penis karma. So um, that's my story. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you have an awesome day. And if you listen to this podcast before you went to work today, I hope throughout the day it makes you giggle and it makes you laugh. Or if you're a guy who has a micro penis, I hope it makes you have confidence in yourself and know that there are billions of women who will still love you, still get turned on with you. And if you have other skills, there are some women who don't even like um regular sex like they can't even come with regular sex some women have to have you have good hand and mouth skills and and actual uh penetration doesn't even do anything for them i am not one of those women but there there are probably more women who that is what makes them happy than not to be honest so i hope you have learned that honesty and transparency is your best friend when it comes to establishing happy, awesome relationships. Anyway, uh, so there's my story. <laughs> and I hope you enjoyed it. I will see you next week. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already followed me on Instagram, my Instagram is Help me, Rhonda Official. It's R-O-N-D-A on Instagram. That's where you'll be um, updated. Any projects that are coming my way. Any fun things that are happening. And there there are quite a few little um, very exciting projects that I'm not able to talk about yet. But there are some really exciting things coming that I can't wait to tell you guys about. But I don't want to be, uh, I don't, I don't want to say anything yet. But I, I'm, we're having some, a, a few like really exciting, fun things that are headed that will kind of blow shit up. And I'm really excited about it. So follow me on Instagram. If you're listening to me on uh, YouTube or on any platform, leave me feedback. Give me feedback. Leave some stars. Give me some love. If you want to contact me, if you want to be a guest on my show, or if you've got some questions of any of the uh, episodes that I have had, hmrp at bridalmd.com and send me an email, follow me, DM me, whatever. I love you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.